I think this one meant more to me because with Tyrese, I've known him since before he got drafted to the Sixers. To be able to like shoot this thing for him, watch it kind of come full circle, see, you know, him get the all-star nod, the slam cover all in the same week, like that was pretty dope. So when they called me and they're like, what do you think? Like, do you think that he'd be down with this one? I was like, that's the same one that I wanted. So the fact that both of us wanted the same image, like that's the one. It was like amazing. It was the best thing ever for me. It was the greatest springboard. But I think I felt myself starting to be less motivated in the sense of like being creative, finding the new shots. I wanted to make sure I got out before I started sliding even more, right? It is a fascinating thing with the Super Bowl because if you wait until Sunday, people are kind of locked in on the game. People are starting to consume the game content. The life cycle of this stuff is like short, dude. So we have like 10 editors in the back. They're gonna be card running, grabbing our stuff during the party, editing it, trying to get this stuff done so that by the time the party is done, all the content has pretty much been sorted. I can get stuff out to people for them to post. I'd say the toughest part is that you want to get stuff that you think is cool. So obviously shooting Jay is like, that's going to be badass, right? <laughs> so you want to like capture something really cool for yourself and you have to balance that. So I went to the Grammys in high school. I went up to Jay-Z and I asked him for a photo and he turned me down. Did he? <laughs> we just did a card with LeBron. That was the you know first card that he's done in a while. And it was a joint card between him and Bronny. So we need that asset and it needs to look good for this massive release. But you have two minutes. And they were like, dude, the way that you were like telling Bron like what to do is crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 97 of the 505 podcast. You forgot your headphones or you forgot charging. What was the deal with that? You know, the way technology is moving, I wanted to go back a little bit. Uh huh. You know? Speaking of going back, you went back to social media on your phone. <laughs> I lasted about a week and a half with. Uh, a proud week, though. Proud week for you. Maybe my most productive week of all time, dude. Screen time was down to fucking 20 minutes. You guys want to know the the excuse Kostas came to me with? Not <laughs> not that, yo, I like, I just like social. I want on my phone was, dude, so the iPad, like, typing in the stuff. Was Too hard to comment back, dude. And I'm about <laughs> being engaged with my community. Uh -huh, and you need uh -huh. to comment back to the comments. It's uh -huh. a little hard to do that on an iPad. <laughs> I thought the, the it was a noble attempt. It was. I, I give it to you because you you had me fooled. I was like, damn, <laughs> that's crazy. I would come outside in the morning and I would see you on the couch, just like on the iPad. I'm like, he's just getting his fix. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, like, that's great. And then I wouldn't really see you on the on the on this. Do you feel like, OK, from I mean, my screen time is atrocious for yeah. the apps. Do you feel like it, it it maybe alleviated a little bit of the want or it did? I, what I will say is, honestly, the real reason I feel like I put it back on my phone is because for Instagram stories, it was like such a bitch to like film stuff and then come back, like airdrop it to my iPad, then post it later on. Um, and I kept like re-downloading and then deleting Instagram and TikTok. And I was just like, ah, dude, fuck we're, it. we're creators, man. You gotta be, you gotta be on the apps. I'm a creator, man. You gotta let me create. <laughs> you gotta let me cook, dude. <laughs> gotta let me cook. <laughs> let me up. But, but yeah, so the, the corded headphones though is, you know, I want to take a step back we got to try the Vision Pros, and I feel like we're moving too fast into the future. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have the corded ones on the next show, I, I think. Yeah. I'm going to go backwards a little bit. Yeah. Nothing feels quite like those corded phones. <laughs> Dude, I will say, though, man, nothing nothing feels like those Vision Pros. Those things are wild. Okay, so I've I've now came to my conclusion. Okay. I've thought me. about it all night. Yeah. thought about it last few days. Yep. I think it is one of the coolest pieces of technology 
uh, ever that I've ever personally held in a, in my hand. That is a wild take. It is. It, <laughs> it, 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 it's a crazy take. I mean, you know, I, I've, been around, I've been around some crazy shit. Whoa, I've been around dude. some crazy stuff in my time. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's the thing. I remember vividly. I was telling the story tonight at dinner when I was, I think, ten years old. My cousin's friend came to our Christmas dinner, yeah. and he had the first ever iPhone. Yeah, and I remember playing Cube Runner on it, and yep. I was like, "This is crazy!" Because before, I was using my dad's Nokia phone, whatever silly ass game that he had. One, he had one game on the phone. It was like little, little, you know, you could drop that thing though from a hundred oh, feet yeah. in the air. It would still survive. He had the iPhone one though. We played Cube Runner. He showed us the beer drinking app. That mm-hmm. was super cool. It was the hit. It was the hit of Christmas dinner that year from when I was 10. And now when I first picked up the Vision Pros and Lonray let us try them on, I felt like it zoomed me back to that moment when sure. I was 10. And I'm like, this feels like one of the craziest piece of tech that's going to change the future of everything we do. It scares me though, because in, when I was in New York, I saw someone outside and at first I thought, that's funny, that's cool, this person's rocking them outside and Apple's the only company that can get away with that shit. No other company, dude, Meta's had the goggles out. No one in their right mind yeah. would wear the Meta goggles outside. <laughs> you would have thrown a tomato at people, dude. Okay, Apple drops them, two things. It's a symbol of status because totally. they're $4,000 with tax, right? Yeah. And they're sleek. It's like, it's like, dude, I feel like Apple even brought back the the Air Max uh, headphones that you have. You remember when people bought the AirPods? I remember being clowned on for the AirPods. Yeah. Every, everything that they've came out with is like a clown on moment for a day. And then you're like, damn, it's pretty cool. It works pretty well. It's like a pretty crazy thing. I remember seeing people wear AirPods when they first came out and you look at them like, what the hell are you doing? You look dude? weird. You look weird. And now it's like cool. And it's funny because you see people wearing those AirPod Pros and you're like, this dude must be, this, you know, this dude must be doing pretty good for himself. Yeah. <laughs> Just dropping four bats. Our, our roommate. Our roommate's is doing amazing. It. I'm like, you're going to make rent this month, right? Like, we're still good on that. Did you, uh, did you hold the iPhone one that he bought? Yeah. It's crazy. Bro. I haven't held an iPhone one since I had one and I didn't. I didn't remember it being that small. I know. It literally feels like a little piece of paper. It's like just a little uh, paperweight. Like I could have sworn it was like way bigger than that. Mm. And to think that this first version of the Vision Pro in 10 years time is going to be like that version one iPhone. Now, Lonray is the coolest kid on the block. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like having that piece of tech, I told him, I was like, you made, I was like, you made the right call getting this because I feel very... I feel very sad that I didn't get it day one. Even <laughs> if I, so even if I was gonna return it, like I yeah. and, and now that I've thought about it, I don't think I'll buy the V one. I, no. I I don't think I'm a V one guy. I think V two could have my heart. They come mm. out with V two. I think that that'll ha- it'll make it lighter. Like even even just I've watched almost every review on YouTube about yeah. them. And I I even after using his, I'm like yeah, it could be. I wasn't expecting it to be light. I yeah. wasn't expecting like a paperweight on my face, but. I get what they're saying. And even Lonry was saying after using it to edit for a couple hours in Premiere, he felt fatigue on the front of his face. Yeah. So I feel like in a couple of years, it'll be crazy. I, I'm astonished though. And I think it's uh, it's it's interesting. I don't know if I love it. I don't know if I love the direction that it's going because I feel like, dude, imagine you're at dinner tonight and there's like six people with Vision Pros on. It just freaks me out to think about, is that the direction it's going or is it something that you just wear at home? And if it's worn yeah. at home, it doesn't freak me out as much. But then I think about like your significant other or something and you're just there and you're both in the Vision Pros and you have four things up and you're talking to each other. Like, yes. are we, is ADD just going to, is our kids just going to be the womb and we're going to have Vision Pros on? It's weird. That's a really interesting point because right now, 
let's say we're at dinner yeah you can see if i'm on my phone yeah but if you're the vision pros you can see my face you don't know what windows i have up no. so you probably will be really distracted ipad kids Oh are now going to turn to Vision Pro kids. Oh my God. All the rich kids of the world are going to have like Vision Pro V10s. Yeah. One, and it's just going to be weird. I don't know though. I, I The trickiest thing right now from even with talking with Lonry and talking with you is there's not enough apps for it. Totally. And that's the biggest problem. But right that now. was iPhone 1. No, no, no. For sure. 100%. But yeah. if, if you drop that thing with Netflix on it, everyone would have went and like, you, you know don't what I'm think saying? You, you, you can't watch Netflix on that? I don't believe so yet. I believe they don't have the app yet. I believe it's only Apple TV. I could be totally wrong on that. I'm pretty sure that Netflix isn't available on it yet. What I think is going to be crazy is like using it on a flight. Oh God, it's going to be ridiculous. It, it's so crazy how it in. It's going to be nuts. Yeah, I'm I'm hyped to be back with you though. I'm sad Chase isn't here. Shout out to Chase. He's out in Utah right now. Him and Chloe are killing a shoot with uh with Hyundai. And I, dude, I ran ten miles in New York City. You did. Didn't think I had it in me, and I hit what is called the wall. And I didn't, oh. I didn't realize it during the time, or uh -huh. I realized it during the time that I was done for. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm done. Like six what and, mile, six and a half, seven hit, oh, which is dude. you had been we had been running for over an hour. Yeah, and your body. I, I wasn't fueled up enough mm. and I left all my cool shit here that I bought. I spent 50, sure. 50 bucks on all these silly little goos and mm -hmm. like stingers and all this stuff. Of course I left it at home it was the one thing I forgot to pack. And so I took an amino acid like powder thing before, which was like a thousand milligrams of sodium, which okay. is supposed to give me like electrolytes, all sure. this good stuff. I thought I was ready, dude. Yeah. City's gorgeous. New York city, one of the most beautiful places on planet earth. And we get to mile seven and my boy's like three miles to go. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to die. Like, I don't think I can make it. We hit the Brooklyn Bridge, tourist city. I thought it was the coolest thing. That was so fun to go over the Brooklyn Bridge. I'm just dodging and bobbing and weaving tourists. And I'm like, I'm going to pass out, dude. Like, I got through my little water bottle in the first, like, five miles. And I'm like, Are wow. Are you holding it in your hand? I Yeah, this, unfortunately, I had just, I had, like, a little baby Fiji water that, that I took from the meal room that I was just, just running with. But I bought a handheld water bottle now. Nice. Um, so I'm going to be, I'm going to be dialed. It was fun. We went four and two on the road trip. What we, about like a belt? I just didn't love the belt because I thought that um I I like to look at my phone to see the or no, thing. A belt for like a water bottle, so you don't have to hold it. That could be a vibe. This thing slips around your hand kind of like this. Yeah, I've seen those before. So I, I'm going to try it. If I hate it, uh, I won't use it anymore. But a belt could be a vibe or a vest. I've seen a lot of people have the vest in their like thin pouched water bottle situations. I don't know. <laughs> you should, dude, you should do. I ran a marathon with the Vision Pros. <laughs> <laughs> just have them on the whole time. Like, dude, I've just been watching movies. Just the whole time. having a movie the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. Treadmill shit sucks. It was cool though. I loved. Uh, I love being on the road. I love creating in the different cities. It makes yeah. you think a little bit differently. What a double overtime win! It Stefan crazy Braun, game. We're just battling it out, yeah. just going back and forth, back and forth. AD was throwing down yams. It was a cool. It was a great, um, a great road trip. Twelve days. And I was hyped to be back though to pot, dude. Yeah. I was like, cause this, we'll get into it in two seconds, but this is a crazy episode. One of my favorites. And you guys loved the last one that we did, the series on reviewing your work. Uh, thank you guys for sending in your stuff. We will do it again in two months. Please don't keep sending us your work. We love you guys. We can't sit at home all day and review your work. Yeah. I would love to do that, but we got to do some work. Yeah. Dude. We got to pot, you know? Dude, maybe next time we'll review like 
with I, the vision pros on. Yeah. And I think, I think <laughs> what we'll do is we'll do more of them and we, yeah. we were learning how to do it. Yeah. it. It was a shit show on our end of trying to figure out like how to get it to play and then the screen record and then coast is having how to, to edit it, how to edit yeah. it properly. Next time we'll be dialed and we'll be able to hammer out more of the, of the, of the reviews because you guys loved it and I love yeah. doing it. I think it's the most helpful way totally. to grow your, your career and grow the, you know, just yeah. your craft. So 100%. I was making recaps after the wins. Okay. It was, it was fun to just kind of get back there quick, dude. I would literally make, cause we get back at like midnight, you know, yeah. I, the guy's got to be exhausted yeah. cause I'm over here thinking I'm tired and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just not tired. Like I'm not tired. I'm not going to say that I'm tired to anyone who's actually tired. <laughs> like these guys are over here just running like 10 miles and they're like, Oh, you're tired yeah. holding the camera. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I was uh, cooking little edits on the plane ride. So we would literally cook them up and then, cause the moment's so short lived, you totally. know, but I also saw you got to shoot something different than what you normally shoot. How was that? And you got to link up with our good friend Babin. I hope he's doing well. It was so fun because I'm sitting Friday, uh, just editing and Babin calls me. He's like, yo, are you free tonight? And I was like, you know what? I am. What's up? I, could be, I could be free. I could be free. What do you got going on? <laughs> Dinner? <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, he said, do you want to come help me shoot the Hassan Minaj show? And I said, I would love to. Like, He's like, dude, no editing. You just got to shoot some BTS stuff. I'm probably going to get pulled into some conversations. We need a second shooter. I go, dude, say less. I'm there. <laughs> Didn't know the dude was even still alive. Dude hasn't posted in like a year on yeah, social. Yeah. Is he doing great? He's doing great. God, he's so doing great. And we may be seeing some stuff from him in the near future. But, you know, neither here nor there. I'm not sure. Could just be a rumor. We'll see. Wow. I loved it. I can't I wait. I miss his stuff. He's I, so talented, man. And like, I can't wait to watch I'm waiting stuff. on his return. God. And I think it might be coming. But I we'll can't see. wait to see some YouTube videos from him, dude. But it was, um, it was really interesting. I was joking with Bavin about how different it is shooting comedy i was like so hassan is he like does he have lasers pyro you know visuals just it's probably just like a loud luxury show right and he's like no um and it we've been to a, a show of his that show was so good he's so good but this show was dialed back it was a lot more like stand-up heavy as opposed to a full production which i really enjoyed he's a great stand-up me and Chase have talked about this a lot where there's people, there's comedians whose podcast you like and they're so funny, like improv, just sh shooting the shit randomly off the top. And then you see their standup and you're like, it just doesn't hit. He's so good at true standup. It was such a funny show. But I found myself having to think in a different way of how to shoot the show because you can't just rely on like cool production. You have to, you know, really... Um, shoot from from different angles and, and use negative space and i was really trying to get creative with with just him on stage of like how different can i make these photos look and i think i did a good job and it was really fun to shoot a comedy show and i got to chop it up with hassan after the show for like 10 minutes the nicest guy like he was he was awesome and, and just want to shout out Babin for Gosh. lobbing me that opportunity. Shout out to Babin, yeah. dude. We we also got to shoot the merch right before I left, which yes. was awesome. And I know you you guys have been you guys have been talking about it. Lots of tweets, dude. A lot of murmurs. Lots of lots of tweets. Lots of chatterbox from the cheap seats, dude. We're getting you the merch. It's One, coming. One hundred. It's coming. I can't wait for you guys to get it in your hands because we don't just have hoodies this time. 
We got hoodies, we got shirts, we got hats. Worked really hard on the design. They're a good friend. I think they're fucking sick. Yeah, I think they're they're an awesome piece that hopefully non biased. Yeah, non biased. You know, it's gonna be great though. I'm excited. Hayden Solly helped us shoot yeah. them in the. We went to the desert. Got a little. We, that was we so found fun. some rocks, dude. Dude, had to, of course we're yeah. gonna shoot with rocks. Yeah, had to. Yeah, and we found we were like we just put that into the GPS <laughs> and it took us Take right us to, to these, the largest rock. to the huge these huge just just boulders everywhere. Boulders. This is great stuff. I'm excited though for you guys to see that and we've been working with our friend henry dude if you haven't you should go listen to the henry episode if yes. you're if you're just finding us because henry's i believe episode like 20s or 30s or something i wasn't there for that episode oh you so weren't there bummed, to meet no. henry that first time and then i met him at coachella and okay. then we watched fred again together for the first time and i was like this guy's awesome yeah henry henry's my good friend from college and henry helped us do this whole rebrand for 505 so Colors are going to be a little different moving forward after 100. We're taking a hiatus, but it's not long, okay? We're going to take like a week and a half, two weeks off, okay? Because we we got stuff we got to do. We got, we got stuff we got to do. It won't be more than three weeks. Yeah. Guaranteed, you have my word. It's not going to be more than three weeks. The reason why we're going to take a little bit of a hiatus is to make sure that the rebrand is set and to like bank a few episodes yeah. and make sure that we hit the ground rolling hard for season three it's just it's tricky right you guys we yeah. have we have three schedules and we want the guests like in a perfect world we have these like four months out totally and they don't happen like that they happen week of like yeah. you know oh wednesday night this person can do this and it's like 7 p.m and we're like okay i don't have a game yeah. chase doesn't have a shoot coast doesn't have a shoot let's assemble the avengers yeah. and let's like have the pod and it's, like it's hard to it's hard to work around three people schedule me you and chase and then adding in a guest yeah. It's, it's really tough. Yeah, it's tough, but we love it to death. Yeah. So bear with us on that. I want to brace you guys, though, because I don't want people to be like, where the heck are they, dude? We're com we're going to yeah. come back. Don't you worry. But we'll probably take like two or three weeks off. You know what I took a hiatus from and then came back to? Hmm. I shot Loud Luxury again. Oh. At the shrine. Went, back to, your, went back to the X. <laughs> right back. Yeah. She was calling. She was, she was calling. calling was it fun seeing the fellas? It was a ton of it was a ton of fun and the reason it was a ton of fun is because i left working with them on a good note with them um there was no like hard feelings or anything hmm. it was just like yo i got burnt out and they totally understood and um they had their biggest headlining show in la and i was like of course i'm gonna shoot like i i texted andrew joking around um i used to dj and i was like dude like i'll open for you guys in la like it's not a problem don't even worry about it he goes haha but like do you want to shoot the show and i was like yeah of course and it really felt like seeing uh seeing family again like That's their fun. whole team was there tour manager manager day-to-day -day manager them too like uh their whole family and everything so getting to shoot for them was a lot of fun it was also really fun because they had two other shooters uh on top of me they had you know someone in the crowd they had someone directly behind them and then i was kind of just like free to roam and get shots um so that was fun because i wasn't so stressed about like iphone then photo then video then like i gotta be behind mm -hmm. them for this moment so it was um probably my most uh enjoyable experience shooting a concert more specifically a loud luxury concert but it was really great being back with the guys and, and they were joking around trying to get me to come back. And I'm like, absolutely not. But like, if you guys want to, you know, fly me out for like one off big shows, I'm down. So I think I might do like Lollapalooza with them in, That's like, later this year. In so, Chicago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, dude, I've never been. And, um, 
I think it's going to be fun. So. That'll be a blast. Th- yeah. Okay. We got to get into yeah, this episode, into but we had a lot to talk about. No, we had a ton to talk about. We've been gone and stuff, but this episode, okay. This is a good friend of mine. Okay. We got Alex Subers coming on the pod. Okay. Alex used to work for the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. He was the team photographer. This guy, when I tell you one of the most talented people you're ever going to see, you go to his uh, his page on Instagram. It's a Subers. We'll link it down below. You're going to see some of those magnificent images in sports that I think have ever been shot. Oh. And, I, and I put it on the table because that's how good I think he is. And he won't tell you that, dude. And I'm going to tell you he's insane. Okay. He's so talented. He's the nicest fucking person yeah. you're ever going to meet, dude. He's exactly, he's exactly how he is. He's just the nicest dude. So Alex left the 76ers and now is working at Michael Rubin's company, Fanatics. So now he's he's managing content over there. He's creating stuff. He's creating all kinds of really cool stuff and really helping with um, their digital footprint. And I'm hyped for this one because he's had such an interesting journey. Grew up in Philadelphia, right? Huge, huge Sixers fan growing up and then gets the chance to shoot his childhood team. Yeah. Yeah. that he loved you know he's a diehard birds fan and it was it's such an interesting conversation right like what i loved is talking through his process of shooting a slam magazine cover yeah for the second time i think that was so cool like you don't get a, a lot of opportunities to shoot something and then have it printed um so i thought that was really cool and then just hearing how he's how he goes about navigating you know, a, a weekend like what's about to come up is the Super Bowl. I mean, massive weekend in sports. And like, obviously, Fanatics has a huge part in that. And just how he goes about navigating content for a huge weekend like that. And then navigating a Super Bowl party, all these celebrities, high profile people. Like, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, he's working around all these A-listers. And you go to his page, you'll see, oh, these fo- you'll see these photos and you'll be like, dude, what is... He's friends with the most famous people. It, it's crazy though, because I think what's what's really unique about the photos, because a lot of times I feel like you'll see celebrity photos and I, I a lot of people say this, like, oh, is, it, is the photo cool or is it just like a famous person in it? Yes. He gets something different out of these photos, totally. dude. They give him a different yeah. energy, man. It's because he's an awesome person, but he's just there. And it feels like even in the ones that I've seen, it's so close up yes. with the people. It's not like it's on a 7200 like paparazzi style yeah. kind of thing. It's like he's right up with them. He gets an awesome moment and I think he'll give really practical advice on navigating these and getting, you know, potentially getting a job with a team what he thinks is important right now in content creation. I don't want to hold you guys up anymore, dude. What do you got for him? I just I love the story about him shooting LeBron with the card. Oh, and, the card. And, so funny. And like dude. him, t- like him <laughs> telling LeBron what to do, like in two minutes is hilarious. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Get a hey, ladies and gentlemen, episode 97. Alex Subers, give me the one handed crack presented by leisure hydration. Oh, you scared me. Oh God. I think I need a video replay on that. Cause I, that was th- close. I, good. I, I think Wait, I, what was wrong with it? I think you started it right here. I think you got it on the table. Really? Yeah. That's no good? No, I don't think you did. Yeah, I'm going to show you how to do it. So that's how you do it. Well, I will say, though, you had a great You had a great, great crack, though. But you dented the absolute shit out of it. (laughs) (laughs) So if I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, the replay team's going to have to look at that. Do I need another one? Do I need a new one? No, I think here, we're going to, no one's going to see it. No one saw the cracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like a two eight. It's like a two eight. But damn, that's bad. <laughs> no, it's. I can never get it. See, I can't even. Yeah, see, he, that was better than his. We've done. We've yeah, done. That's horrible. You uh, that's, the wor- that's the worst one. We've just seen. an NA, dude. Yeah, that one's a bad. We've one. done ninety seven of these, and I just still can't get this. <laughs> You'd think he'd be better at it. Uh-uh. No, wow. but it's can okay. I try it now. I'm yeah, cheers, boys. Cheers, cheers. The ninety seven. 
That's a good year. 97 was a good year. <laughs> this is good. Not bad, right? Were you alive in 97? Yeah, that was when I was born. There you go. <laughs> Great, born year. Great year, dude. Wow. <laughs> Great year. You finally made it out to, to LA, man. I'm hyped I to know. have you. I feel like we've been trying to do this for years yeah. i think from the moment from the moment we started I, you were always in the back of my head i was like we gotta get alex on tell a story i'm hyped that you're here i also yeah. gotta be honest like i've been following you for a minute and i was like we have a list of people who we'd like to reach out to who were like i don't really know them but like aspirational to get them sure, on the pod yeah, yeah. and when brayden told me he knew you i was like oh shit we got absolutely it. <laughs> you're at the top of this list so yeah. i'm glad we well, get to you. we I get to cross that. a big name off the pod list so there we go i'm hyped you so you're shooting the clippers game tonight yes kind of kind I'm of just, it's more so going for fun but also i'll bring my little fuji with me how do you of, like the fuji camera dude i got that like two and a half years ago mm. and I, I don't know what happened since but it got really popular because they're wicked hard to get now yeah it's like my favorite pocket size. I bring that thing with me everywhere. Can it fit it's in the, your pocket? Yeah. Okay. If you're wearing like if you're wearing tight pants, maybe not. Sure. But like baggy pants. Tight pants aren't in anymore, so it's yeah. fine. Right, so you're good. Yeah. yeah. So you're fine. No, I bring that thing with me everywhere. It's it's, it's literally the best camera, quality wise, and also like I say this all the time, but for depending on what you're shooting and who you're around that camera makes people feel a lot more comfortable than totally. like if you have your like big ass one dx with you or something and, and and like they feel like you're paparazzi or something like yeah. that right you're like they're gonna they're gonna fuck with your little fuji more and feel more comfortable and feel like you're not like paparazzi so like i feel like that camera has been so valuable for me when i'm like around celebrities or or people who like might not want to feel like they're being zoomed in on with a fucking big ass lens or, or you know yeah, it disarms people, and it yeah. also has the aesthetic of almost looking like a film camera. I think that's why so people are down. I think that's why as well, because I think like, like think about phones, right? Like phones, people are like scared of like that's like the most invasive thing yeah. nowadays. It's like a phone. If you take your phone out, people are like, yeah. "What are you doing?" Because that's so instant that like I feel like that makes people nervous. So I think with the Fuji because it looks like film, they might think it's film, and it's like, oh, like whatever. I'll like that's not gonna go out right now. It'll go out in like two weeks. He's two gonna weeks, go get it. Right? Yeah, like, like, go so there's like less of like versus like a, a phone. What do you think you, is feels more intrusive, a phone or a big one DX? A phone. That's phone so is the most intrusive yeah, thing you can. So interesting yeah. because it's just boom. It's to the internet. Boom. Like, what are you doing? Taking a video? Like, what are you yes. doing right now? You're putting that up right now? Like, yeah. They don't know if you're taking just a camera video or if you're doing Instagram stories or Snapchat or where right. this is like, going. A hundred percent, phones are the most intrusive. I feel like the IG story thing too. It's like, yo, are you are you trying to right. be around me for yes. to get this right. video yeah. type thing right now? Yeah. Wow. I listened to the Colin and Samir podcast with Dan Mace, and he was talking about being around Casey Neistat. And when Casey Neistat was filming for Shawn Mendes, he was saying that instead of having the big camera, he had like a little point and shoot that he was filming on. And it it disarms celebrities who are so used to having cameras in their face 24-7. I think that's a great 100%. play. A big ass crew, all uh, these yeah. lights. It's just like you get a more raw, real reaction. 100%. Wow. So you, yeah. you just put out a, a crazy magazine cover with Slam. A little collaboration, Tyrese Maxey. Yes. Tell me about how that came to be. When did you actually shoot the campaign? So that was shot in early Jul or early January. It was shot January 4th. The cover came out January 31st. So I feel like that stuff always kind of happens pretty quickly. Like, I don't think they can have too much lead time just based on like, what if they don't start 
where they you know aren't playing well or things change or they get hurt like you can't really plan to cover that far in advance so it kind of it's always a pretty quick turnaround from like the shoot to cover release um i mean that happened i think they hit me up like two weeks before the actual date and we're like obviously we want to do this you have the relationship with tyrese that you know used to be with the sixers all that stuff right so that was kind of a no-brainer like let's do it i think slam is one of those things that you do no matter what because it's just dope and it's legendary right in the basketball space so always psyched like the that was my second one did the james one uh last year but i think this one meant more to me because with tyrese i've known him since before he got drafted to the sixers so when i was spending my summers out in la i would go to chris johnson's gym shoot workouts there so tyrese would work out there so before he even got drafted after kentucky I would watch him work out and I've kind of seen this kid from go from like college to being drafted by the team that I was working for, which was super dope. So I've known him now for like six years, been watching kind of like all the hard work, all the effort. Right. So I think to, to be able to like shoot this thing for him, watch it kind of come full circle, see, you know, him get the all-star nod, the slam cover all in the same week. Like, that was pretty dope. Like, there's no one that deserves it more than him. Like, he's a good, good fucking kid. So does Slam come to you and say, hey, we want you to shoot this cover. It's for Tyrese. And then are you just shooting him a text and be like, dude, we're about to be on set together? <laughs> yeah, so I actually helped, I, I actually kind of helped put it together where, like, they were like, yeah, we haven't, like, we want to do it with him, but we haven't totally locked it in yet. And I was like, I literally hung up and was like, hold on. Say less. I hung up. I called. I was like, dude, we're doing this. <laughs> like, and within like 20 minutes, like the thing was set up. Like it was done. Wow. Yeah. And you did it. Did you shoot it in Philly or where did we you? We shot it at the uh, practice facility. At the practice yeah. facility. Yeah. Okay. And tell me about like when, when you're shooting uh, the team, right? Back in the day when you were working for the Sixers, it's a lot of, you can't really control what is happening. Yes. You show up to the game and we, we get what we get. And it's like, yep. you can't be like, hey, could you stand right, right. right there and let me get this, you yeah. know? So when you have a setup studio session, how long do you have to get this to get this cover photo? Yeah, I think, I mean, that shoot, we probably, I probably had an hour for photo and then Slam did their their video stuff and interview after, right? So we probably had like two hours total, which is actually a, a long it's time. It's a good amount of time. Yeah, it's a long time. In NBA land, yeah, yeah. that's a long time. But even when we did when we did the Harden one last year, like I think when it comes to Slam, I think these guys want to do it and they're willing to give you more time. So I, even with James, like I think I had an hour, like close to an hour, which oh, is wow. a lot. So you got a lot of poses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. like there's tons of like, I mean, the amount of like actual selects or options that that were available for them to choose from was, yeah, a lot. Um, do you send but, those back to them or, or you, do you send them to Tyrese and you're like, hey, what I think no, you so, know. So I sent them to Slam. What I usually do for any shoot, but what I did for this one was I sent all the low res JPEGs just immediately so that they can kind of start looking through, do compositions, whatever, right? But I also hate sending unedited stuff because I think yeah. it looks horrible, right? Especially like a low res JPEG that's on it, like, no so i'll always with that link to to all the low res jpegs i'll send like 25 or 30 of like my selects that i think are dope and i'll edit those not anything like not like a super crazy edit like obviously there needs to be more done but like a nice base level something that's, that looks good right it has something it has something yeah like hey here's what these could look like right <laughs> like it doesn't they don't look like this shit and yeah so that's what I did with them. And I think they, I, th I think they ended up just like kind of trusting my selects and I don't even know if they looked through the, the 
the larger folder i think they just kind of looked at like the 30 or 40 that i sent and it was funny because the one that they the the actual image that they chose for the cover was the same one that like in my mind i was like this is the one i want them to use so when they called me and they're like what do you think like do you think that he'd be down with this one i was like dude that's the same one that I wanted. So the fact that both of us wanted the same image, like that, that's, that's the one. And that's how you know. That's how you know. Like if both of us came back and we're like, this one's killer. Like yeah. this is the one we got to use then. And so you shoot on a 1DX Mark III, right? Yeah, I shot, but because it was for print, like the 1DX Mark III, like the, it's kind of a dinosaur at this point. Like yeah, megapixel you're, you're wise. Use, like, you're using a huge, that's, that's a big camera. So, and even like, megapixel wise it's only like 20 or 23 oh, like it's like not that. yeah yeah so but it was the it was the speed shooter of its era it was you know it was, it was like the, that yeah, thing yeah, came yeah. out and it was like oh yeah, you like can shoot six like, years ago so yeah, yeah that was ridiculous at yeah. the time period it sounds so, like a freaking train <laughs> you know <laughs> it does so i didn't shoot the cover on that because i also was a little bit nervous on like it's for print and like it's gonna be you know it's a decent size it's a magazine cover like i want to make sure if they need to crop in on an image it's you know there's enough data there and it's going to look good it's going to look crisp no matter what on the print right so i shot that on a oh my god i don't even remember uh canon the, or yeah it was the r5 it was like an r5c but the the sure. r5c still does stills like just as well as yeah yeah it's like the r5 and the c7 had a baby yeah yeah it was actually kind of a beast like i actually really enjoyed the camera it was good it's um, crazy how there's such good hybrid cameras yeah. now it's that's, insane. I, that's, what, that's what our other uh, our other old roommate Chase. That's what he wants. He wants to sell was, the C seventy, get the R five C. It was a beast, and like, you, I, I loved it. Actually. Are you? Do you do both photo and video, or are you just photo? I'm. I would say I specialize in photo. I'll okay. do video if I need to. Sure. Uh, it's not what I love to do. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Can you talk to us about? You were telling us how there's, you know, you have to have space around the yeah. athlete yeah. because so much text is going on yeah. the cover. I think that's the, yeah, with the, with the slam covers, the toughest thing is like, when you get that opportunity, you want to make it dope. Sure. Right. Like that, you don't get the opportunity to do the cover a lot. You want to make it as sick as you can. Right. Like you don't, you don't want to look back afterwards and be like, man, like, I, I don't know. Like, I guess like, I feel like I could have done this better. I could have done it. Like, so going into it, it was funny the the learning curve that I had to have with doing my first one with the Harden cover, right? Where like I wanted to have like a crazy background and like kind of make it chaotic and all this stuff, and they're like, "We can't, we can't do that. Like it's got to be a plain background because you're putting all this text on the mag. Like it needs to be simple. The photo needs to be simple. So it's a tough balance between wanting to do something different, wanting to make it look dope." But you have to kind of fall in line with like the requirements almost of the cover, right? It needs to be simple. It needs to be a clean background. There has to be space for the text. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of things about it that kind of limit you. So if you look at a lot of them, like a lot of them end up being waist up, you know, direct to camera. You want to make sure you see the the team logo on the jersey, things like that. Like you can't really do like totally sideways or you know, a, a, a super close up, right? Cause, cause if it's just like the face, like you're going to miss, and they do some like that, but for the most part, they want to see the team logo. So there's, if you look, most of the covers are like a waist up direct to camera, straightforward. Right. And so with this one, with Tyrese, I wanted to try and do something different. And with him, he's also such a, 
he's got such a like a, a personable aura. He just aura and like his personality is amazing right i don't want him looking direct to camera with his arms crossed looking tough that's not who he is you also can't have him cheesing and like smiling like that's gonna look like a school like, so yeah seven, like, seventh not, grade. <laughs> right like that's not cool either right, right? and like but like, that's how his personality is like mm-hmm. he is like a very like he's he's fun and, and joyful and all that right so i'm like how am i gonna like make this fun and semi different and like still get some personality out of it but not like him sitting there cheesing like a seventh grade like team uh-huh. soccer team portrait or whatever right so that's when i was like let me get let me like try the fisheye, right? So I rented a fisheye for the shoot. Just thought that like maybe that would give it a little bit of a wacky look and kind of bring out some personality. And like, I think it worked. I was telling you guys like the, I think what happens with that is you're, a, I mean, with the fisheye, you're so close, right? Like you're a foot away, you're right in their face. So it kind of leaves them no option but to interact with the camera and give you some personality. Bring It brings something out versus if you're shooting with a 50 or or you're at 70 and you're 10 feet away 15 feet away you're not going to interact with the camera right like there's there's you're you're so far away the image is going to feel a little bit more flat there's you know so i think i think what happened was being right there being that close having him interact with the camera kind of making faces towards the camera it got this portrait that showed personality but it wasn't smiling and it also wasn't like trying to act tough. I think, I think it ended up being a good balance of, of all of those things. So how many times would you swap lenses and what, what else did you bring in the kit? I think I just shot, I, I mean, I shot most of it on 24 to 70 and I switched for the last like five minutes onto the fisheye. Like there were, I probably only took a few fisheye shots. But and, that, and that was the one that ended up getting picked. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's so Yeah, wild. I would say like 85% of the shoot, 90% of the shoot was just done on a 24 to 70. And then I switched for the last like five minutes. Do you enjoy working with the, with the lights or do you prefer to be outside capturing it just natural kind of how it is? I actually like doing, doing stuff with the lights. Um, it gives you a little bit more creativity, right? Like if you're outside and you're just dealing with like sunlight or whatever, like you're, you're kind of hindered a little bit. Right. So I like being able to control things. I like being able to control the mood, all those things, right? The funny thing with the the fisheye shots is like, I was so close that I started, I didn't realize I was blocking the light. So like, after like the first five minutes of using it, I like looked at some of the photos and I was like, these look sick. And I was like, wait, like the, the his like whole half of his jersey is in the sh- like in shadows. Like, why is it dark? And I literally couldn't think of it. I was like looking at the light, trying to figure out like, is this one not firing? <laughs> I realized it's just my dumb ass standing like literally right in front of him blocking the key light. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having to move. I switched, I switched the key light to just like a beauty dish. So it was a little bit smaller. And I had to just, I turned the power down and just brought it like literally right behind my head so that I wasn't blocking the light and, and creating shadow. But that was, that was a little tricky one. You're really great at getting those editorial looking photos i was uh, showing brayden we were going through your your website and you've been able to shoot athletes like outside of their normal environment but because i feel like you're great at using lights and strobes you're able to get that editorial look um which i think is it's not easy to to do well and you do it very well do you have any tips for using lighting 
um, and kind of more tips for how to get that editorial look? Or is it kind of just something that you do often and you have you kind of just have to do it more and, and I think, get practice? I mean, I think it's about practice and just kind of dialing it in. But I don't like using, I don't, I never want to like use lights and have them that be the reason why the image is going to look cool. Sure. Right? Like you can't use it as a crutch and you can't, rely on them and have it be too crazy or anything like that like i always say i don't think that that like a a powerful image or a a really good image is because that you had the craziest lighting setup or or you know used like seven lights and and we're just blasting this image with all shit from all over the place and like you can't use it as a crutch just you, you know you use it just to to fill light or do whatever but i try not to to have any strobes be too strong or or feel like you're you're using like the like city edition shoots for example right to me i thought those shoots are more fun because of the set and all that stuff versus like the lighting you guys have built some cool sets but like a lot of them weren't expensive like Mm -hmm. that was stuff we just like went and like thrifted or like just found and then built on like a wall and it was super cheap but like that to me is what's gonna make a cool image versus like a crazy lighting setup and what i love that you do is like you you put ben simmons with like kayaks or like you put jj reddick in a boxing ring like yeah yeah yeah. like that the setting is is taking an athlete and putting them in in something that they're not normally setting that they're not normally in and i think that's where the creativity comes and like obviously the lighting adds to it and you want it to be a a good looking image but um i just i want to give you your props because you're you're great at one lighting the images and having them look extremely clean. But I love the creativity that you do with putting athletes in different scenarios. Yeah, I think that's where you get, I think that's what I'm talking about, where it's like, it's kind of about the the set or the background Absolutely. or whatever versus like the lighting. Like a, a, a legendary image or a, a famous image isn't going to be because like the, a consumer or a fan is like, wow, like that lighting is fucking beautiful. It's yeah. going to be like, no, that's epic because they were out in Philly at, you know, Boathouse Row or they were in rocky's gym that you know that like the rocky was filmed in in the boxing ring like oh, i didn't realize that's where it was shot well the jj shot wasn't but we shot ben in the, gotcha. in the boxing ring that rocky was filmed how in. cool wow. yeah are you are you a fan of trying to get poses like on pinterest or do you or like on instagram for for inspiration or do you go out and you're you know kind of giving getting the energy that they give you that day and trying to work with that how do you kind of balance that is from photo specifically yeah, i don't really go in with much of a shot list i love like that i love list. it like, you just I get it just, on the day yeah wow okay i don't know if that's the best way to do no, it like, I maybe i should it, have some ideas in my head i but, think that the work uh the work says differently though that, yeah that if that is your process that's your process i think it depends on what like, mm. i think basketball wise i know what poses to do with guys right i, I do I'll, I'll say like the i did a golf shoot recently and it was the first golf shoot that i've done and like i looked up a lot of um inspiration and, and whatnot just to like make sure when i'm there i'm not just blanking and, and like oh i don't uh maybe do this like so i tried to i tried to make sure i had some some some, yeah. some well, shots I, in the yeah. back of your mind I, I also feel like when you're dealing with not professional models athletes are a little bit more swaggy you know but it depends like i feel like if you're not a professional model you might get in front of the camera or you might have an athlete get in front of the camera and be like what do i do with my hands 100 percent 
And I feel like just they're have, looking for yeah, a lot yes. of times they're looking for direction. Certain like NBA guys, like they might know what to do. They've done enough media days, things like that. Right. But yeah, I mean, a lot of athletes are going to look at you and be like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. They're yeah. rookies like, I'm not the a, first time. They're like, yeah, right, like, I'm not a doing? model. Like, uh-huh. what do you tell me what to do? Uh-huh. I heard, dude, the first time. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. When, when, uh, when we traded for Jimmy Butler, this is like 2018, we were recreating uh, like a Sports Illustrated cover of Moses Malone when he got traded to the Sixers. And so we had, I had to have Jimmy do the same pose, but I was trying to explain to him, I like showing the pictures and he like, I was trying to take it through and Jimmy's just like a funny character. Like he's going to give you shit. And he was just giving me so much. He's like, you do it. Like, I don't know. Like, like, show me like you do it. And I was like trying to like do the facial expression. It just was so bad. That's like, so funny. We yeah. had with our last media day, it was um, Rui. We were trying to get him to do a TikTok where he like threw the jersey on himself and it like changed. Yeah, that's funny. And so the, someone's trying to explain it to him and he's like, he does it. I'm like, that's just going to look kind of fucked up. So like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to show you how to do it. And he's like, oh, I got it now. And he just did it. It ended up doing a perfect little transition. Yeah, sometimes you got to you gotta you just gotta show, show, show him how exactly yeah. you want it. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. That's was, great. Was there something you learned or took away from shooting the slam cover with James Harden your first time that you were able to take into the second one? That's a good question. Um, I had, I, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but a lot of times after shoots, you get home and you're looking through the stuff and you're like, I wish I did this differently. Right. Like, I, and I don't know if that's just being a perfectionist or you, you, you know, you're critiquing yourself too much. I don't know. But I remember after the James one, I was like, I don't know if I love these. Like, I don't, I wish I kind of would have maybe done it differently or, or, um, I was kind of, I think I was bummed cause I didn't do, I didn't have edge lighting on like him. So I feel like it didn't like, he wasn't popping as much as I maybe would have liked him to. So I, like there were things like that, but I think with the, the overall, I was like, I'm going to make sure I love the lighting. I love what's happening during the shoot. And if not, I'm going to switch things up, but I'm going to, you know, take the time. Like with Tyrese, it was a little bit easier because he's, he's going to give me the time. Like he doesn't, yeah. you know, he's pretty easy to work with. Right. But I think that was where I was like, I'm going to make sure I'm going to switch up the lighting. I'm going to get different looks. I think that's the other thing, right? Like I never want to shoot and have the same lighting the whole time. Like I want options. So I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to have, I'm going to do the, the classic, you know, key light, the two, two lights kind of in the edge lighting, like, you know, from the, from the back, that's kind of like the standard, like basketball sport portrait. I feel like is like that edge lighting like that, the, you know, just a fill in the front, but then I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to do, I'm going to turn those ones off in the back and I'm going to get a little bit more of a moody shot with like bringing the key over to the side and just having like just one directional light, getting some shadows, right? Like, I always try and make sure I have options. Yeah, get diversity in your because selection. yeah, because if if you don't like the one setup that you did, yeah, you know, shit that, out of yeah, that's it. Do you do you feel? Um, I, I personally feel like I'm very critical of the things that I make. Like I feel like in two three weeks from now, I look at it, I'm like, damn, I kind of hate this. Yeah. Do you feel like you are hypercritical of the things you create now? And you've done it for so long. You've created some stunning pieces do you look back at them or you know days after the shoot and you're like fuck i wish i would have done this or like slash how do you keep it fun because i feel like when i when i do that i can get like pissed off at myself yeah and and you almost like devalue the thing that you made 
And it's this weird push and pull of like, I'm trying to still get better. And like, I know it's obviously it's not a terrible piece of work. Right. But to me, it feels like it's like I, you didn't do as good as you could have done. Yeah. You know, how do you balance that? I mean, I, I think that that's I think it's supernatural for that to happen. Like, I, I think that part of it is like imposter syndrome where like you just think it's not good. And you're like, well, you know, like I'm like am I a good photographer? Like, is this good? Or like, or is it just a, 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 the circumstances that I'm in and like, Oh, I'm shooting NBA players. So like that makes it seem good, but it's not good. So I like, I get, I think I get imposter syndrome a lot. Really? Yeah. Still to this day. Yeah. And how, how, how can someone overcome it? Cause I think that's probably one of the most, it's one of the most common things I feel like I deal with, with the work that I do or the work that I've done in the past where you see it and I'm just like, man, I could have done this better or like this edit wasn't oh, I, as to the caliber I could have done it at. I think some of that's good because it's going to make you work harder, right? Like if you think that your shit is the best, like that's not good, right? Like you're not going to improve. You're not going to try to switch things up. Like if you think it was, it was perfect, then you're never going to grow. So I think part of it's good. I think the other part of it is like, look, if the client liked it and it, and and people liked it then all right like what am i bummed about then yeah. right mm -hmm. like i think that you kind of have to take a step back from it and be like did it did it do the the job i needed to do like is it was i if i was hired for it is the client happy or if it's for a, you know if it's sports and the the city's like super stoked on it and people are reposting it and all this shit like they're hype on it then all right like i made people happy with it so whatever like it's good you bring up a good point though it's like oftentimes if you're shooting something cool like pro athletes it's easy to capture an image and people think that it's such a great image just because of who you're shooting a hundred percent and I, I say that all the time and it's hard to make an image great regardless of who the athlete is in it and it, it takes a different level of artist and I um I experienced that slightly this past weekend so I was touring with a DJ duo and, you know, DJs have big productions. They have lasers, pyro, all that kind of stuff. And so I was constantly in my mind thinking like, is this actually a good image or is it just cool because there's fire going off? And I shot a comedy show this past weekend for the first time. And I was joking around with uh, my buddy Babin who brought me on. And I was like, are there lasers? Like like one of the big moments the, yeah. he's like no, no, it's just Once him the up CO2. there with the mic the CO2 and out. so i found myself really having to um kind of get creative because it's like let me use negative space or let me really focus on um the comedian's facial expressions and really try to showcase yeah. what emotion was evoked like during this uh during the comedy show and it i think it took um it had to take me to a different place um because i couldn't just rely on like the the surroundings and and how cool it was yeah. to have like pyro and lasers because yeah. that didn't it wasn't there yeah sometimes it limits your creativity because you're just kind of focused on the the athlete or the artist and yeah. and yeah like the surroundings are cool so you don't have to you don't like have to get creative with it mm -hmm. obviously it's a lot better when you do but you're right like I I always say I feel like there's people I see shooting in college or like high school basketball games i'm like these people are killer and they're shooting like wicked good creative stuff but they just don't get the notoriety or whatever yes. and people don't think it's as good because it's not lebron or it's not 
Joel Embiid or who it's not these big NBA superstars, right? Like that dude's stuff is better than mine, but yeah. it's just because he's shooting like a high school kid that you're, no one's going to look at it. Yeah. Like, which I don't think is really fair, but mm-hmm. yeah. It's yeah. just kind of the nature of, I think, nature of the yeah, nature of the game, yeah. man. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But they'll get their, they'll get their shot yeah. eventually, yeah. you know? Being able to hold the cover in yeah. your hand. Yeah. I saw the video. Yeah. It's, it's rare that you get to have your work printed or yeah. held physically in such a digital world because yeah. everything just lives online. Yeah. What is that feeling like being able to hold a cover of, you grew up in Philly, it's a Philadelphia uh, 76ers athlete yeah. slam cover. Yeah. Like that's a big moment. Can you talk about like that feeling? Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, I do. One, it makes me want to print more stuff. Totally. Like it makes me want to just go make prints and like frame stuff and, and all that, right? Like it, it reminds you of the value of actually feeling something and seeing it, right? I think that the really cool thing about this one is it feels like for me growing up in Philly, like AI was that he was the guy, like he was everything, right? He was my favorite player. Like I fucking loved AI. And I think that the cool thing about an AI obviously has like some of the most famous slam covers. Like yeah. AI is a legend. Like some of his slam covers are epic. And I think like I would see those as a kid. And I think the really cool thing for me is that I feel like for the younger kids in Philly, Tyrese is kind of that. I don't, obviously I'm not putting him on like the AI level, right? Mm-hmm. But for kids in Philly right now, like this, this is a young point guard who's super exciting, fast paced, fun to watch, right? Like he's kind of, he's kind of that, like for me, who AI was for, for younger kids in Philly. So I think it's really cool to just feel like there's probably kids that are going to have that in their room or, or, or want to go get that. You know, it's even some of my friends like have the James Harden one framed like in their apartments and like uh, they're already like getting the Tyrese one mailed to them right now. So it's like even to have like my friends do that is cool. But knowing like kids like how I was with AI are probably going to be looking at that. Yeah, that's so is, cool. It's really cool. Yeah. It's a crazy feeling. Yeah. Did you, did you like, frame it? I actually don't. We don't. I don't have the. I think it probably is at my apartment in New York right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't have. I don't have the actual mag yet. That's yeah. gonna be fun. You gotta. But, get, you gotta frame it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a cop it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to cruise out to New York and get you to sign the cover for me. I'm going to, what I want to do is I want to, I ordered like a bunch of them actually. So I'm going to make Tyrese just sign a bunch of them and I'll I'll figure out, maybe I'll like gift them to people or do what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny, dude. So you, you worked at, you worked at the team that you wanted to work at when you were a kid, right? I think you made it, you made a, a, a crazy thing, right? You you ended up leaving this team. Yeah, you you had a, a, a pivotal decision. You yeah. said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna go on and start working for Fanatics," which yeah. is awesome. You've taken up this new role. I could probably count on two hands the amount of NBA team photographers. Not many of you guys are left that specifically work for the team, not NBA, sure. specifically for a team. Right? Sure. So you you leave the job. Talk to me about you know the internal monologue that is you know Dude, that was this, tough. this going on. That and, was tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like well, that was the that was my dream, right? Forever, like growing up, you're a fan of the team, and and, and it's so cool being a part of the team, working for the team, traveling with the team, like that's one of the coolest things in the world. Totally. Like it really is, right? Like you are part of this this team and like you don't, you don't get that feeling anywhere else, right? Like 
you go work another job and like you're 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 never gonna have that same sense of team as you do when there's 40 of you and you're traveling together and you're at practice every day and you're doing that stuff right like there it is a special thing i think for me it just got i mean i was there for for four or five years and and i think that it was like it was amazing it was the best thing ever for me it was the greatest like springboard but i think that it capped out it like hit its ceiling and i i didn't want to be i didn't want to be like someone that that got just stuck and like stopped growing and and stopped you know and i i think i saw i think i felt myself starting to be less motivated in the sense of like being creative finding the new shots like making cool shit like i think i i felt that and like i wanted to make sure i got out before i started sliding even more right you kept that fuel alive yeah yeah so I, I think like i mean yeah it was a, it was a fucking tough decision to leave um but i felt like it was for a, a opportunity that was worth it yeah and i think like going to fanatics and, and trying to build content there and 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 really like you know taking this thing that that they weren't doing and, and kind of starting it at the bottom with it. Like there was a lot of opportunity there. Right. So I think that was where I felt like it was worth it. And I think I wanted to also get away from like shooting every day, totally. games every Saturday, day, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Just like that part of it. Getting right? a couple like, holidays back. Yeah. So I think like there was, there was part of it where I was like, I want to, I want to get more into strategy and, 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 and that kind of side of things and like less out of the weeds of shooting every day. I'm sure. And you've learned a ton from this. You've been there now a little over a year. Yeah. A year right? and a year and two months. Year and two months. Yeah. Okay. So when you, when you get on board, right, you were telling me that you guys have an awesome person that is like kind of heading this social yeah. strategy yeah. department. And so how many people now are on this team with you that you're working with? You can include design all that. Yeah, so I mean, we actually, yeah, we just hired a designer. We probably have, there's there's six or seven, maybe eight, uh, probably eight actually on the content team now, uh, which was like zero when I started. So we, you know, we're, we're really, we're growing, we're, we're going for it. Um, obviously, it's a super important thing for any brand, so... What have you what have you learned and taken from your time at the Sixers? Because now, like you said, you're not having a camera in your hand every single day. Yeah. You're probably feel more refreshed with the with the photography yeah. side of things or just your creative yeah. brain. Um, you know, what does kind of that day to day look like now at Fanatics? Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of for example, let's say let's take this month or or, or January. Okay. Right. January was tons of planning, tons of, of getting prepared for Super Bowl weekend, right? So there's always, there's kind of these like key, there's these key events, key dates throughout the sports calendar year that we need to make sure we're, we're hitting, right? We're a massive sports brand. So every league, right? It's not like we're just basketball or just like, so it's every, every league. So the sports calendar is, is, you know, there's tons of shit all year. So there's always the marquee things that you kind of plan for and like Super Bowl, this weekend is is probably our biggest weekend um our biggest thing of the year uh so the last month or so i'd say has been tons of planning tons of prep 
for the weekend for for all the content right we have things going on all weekend i'd say the the biggest thing we have all weekend is the party on saturday but you know there's things like we have a, a make a wish event so we're you know we're partners with make a wish now so it's like working together on that and like you know make a wish is tomorrow morning so I'll, I'll fly there tonight i'll shoot the make a wish event tomorrow morning that we're doing with with some athletes and you know surprising some some of the kids and um so there's there's all these things packed into the weekend that we need to make sure we we have the content for we need to make sure on the pr side of things that we're getting the right messages out the right content out the right outlets all that stuff right so i kind of i kind of sit in between content and pr honestly so it's a lot of strategies a lot of messaging making sure we're getting the proper you know assets out or 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 whatever it is to to show what happened how do you gauge success um from a big weekend like super bowl that's a it's a great question i mean there will be obviously there's going to be tons of metrics done that that the the team will do and the social team and everything but i think that like are you basing it off of impressions or are you basing it off of like you know interactions with with the athletes and the make-a-wish kids because you can't like that's kind of hard to to quantify yeah Mm. i I mean i think it's it's a combination of that right like not everything is about numbers like if you're making a difference especially with something like the make-a-wish thing like that's awesome yeah that's that's all that matters yeah. right mm-hmm. like that's not about it's not about likes like you're doing an amazing thing right so mm-hmm. that one not you're not really you're not trying to like quantify that one with, with numbers and stuff that's just about doing something beautiful and 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 amazing for the kids totally. and getting those images to to their families mm-hmm. and for them to have right yeah. like so but i'd say as far as like the party yeah i mean i think the party is about engagement and about you know how many eyeballs are going to be on your brand yeah right so there's tons of content being planned for on the red carpet making sure that's all branded right that you have to step and repeat in the background making sure like that's gonna be some amazing content you know we have some fun things planned for that that hopefully get a lot of views and and you know you have your branding in the background like that that's a point really for any for any large company that does a, a party or hosts an event like that it's like it's building your brand with something like the Super Bowl party. There's only a couple of you guys, right, that are actually shooting. Or how many this so, year will it be different? There's only a couple of us that will go into the party. It'll be myself. There's a, a guy, Kevin Mazer, who's like a legend in like the celebrity uh, space. As far like he's a, I think he technically works for Getty, but he gets hired to like shoot every big event. He was at the Grammys. He's like the main guy shooting the Grammys and walking around the floor, getting all those celebrity pictures that people saw from there. Like. Kevin's a legend. All the celebrities know him. So Kevin and myself will be in the party shooting photo. We'll have a video team hired that will have about four or five people in the party shooting video. But then on the red carpet wise, we have a lot of people on the red carpet. I mean, we probably have a team of like 20 that'll be there. Half of that is editors because mm-hmm. got to flip that stuff. Quick. Everything needs to, everything's real time. Wow. everything's real time and the, the the problem especially with super bowl weekend is like that stuff can't wait until tomorrow hell no because tomorrow's a super bowl <laughs> yeah no one's gonna see it no they're one's gonna, gonna see it like, no, yeah, one, right like so so the 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 life cycle of that content from the party is instantaneous couple, is yeah. is a couple hours yeah. like yeah. you don't have time on that and then you're also dealing with their phones potentially leaking stuff too right and so you right so you want to make sure you the stuff the, the best stuff and the stuff that you're putting out gets out first too totally. versus like if there's some viral clip that was someone's cell phone video yeah 
Mm-hmm. That doesn't do much good for you. So, I mean, it it is a fascinating thing with the Super Bowl because if you wait until Sunday, people are kind of locked in on the game. There's warm-ups. There's things going on. People, You know, the players are walking in. Like, people are starting to consume the game content. They, the morning of. Right. Yeah. So, so the life cycle of this stuff is like, sure, dude. So, we have like 10 editors in the back. They're going to be card running, grabbing our stuff during the party, editing it, trying to get this stuff done so that by the time the party is done... All the content has pretty much been sorted, gone through. So I can I can get stuff out to people for them to post. Like, I have so many questions. One, how do you feel about an editor editing your photos? Because editing is is such a big part of of photography that people sometimes forget about. If it was, I I wouldn't like it if it was like something like a a, a brand shoot that I was doing gotcha. for okay. for slam like gotcha. slam or whatever. Yeah. Right, like this is a little different. Party photos, yeah. There's not much creativity, and like honestly. Editing wise, you don't want to do too much to it anyway, sure. just because like people might not like the filter you do. Or yes, whatever, right? totally. So it's like you kind of it, it's really just the editors I have, they're doing it. it's really just a selection process. Gotcha. Make sure no one's blanking in the photo, pick the best ones, all that shit. Right. And then if there needs to be some tweaks, if there needs to just be like, a little cool you know, yeah, then, yeah, then do that. Right. But it's a very gotcha. minimal edit and then how do you go about getting all these photos to everybody in the party because you're dealing with so many different you know celebrities and and high profile people do you get it to like do you upload it to a dropbox and then just send it out i have individual folders created for everyone okay so i've gone through the list i have individual folders created for each person because you don't want to send it like people other people's stuff or whatever so you can't send like one big link so you gotta you you need to have a a sorted Mm -hmm. folder for each person so I already have all those created. The editors will drop into there. And then, I mean, after the party, a lot of people will start hitting me up. I, you know, I, I know a lot of the people by now. Um, and then people who I don't know, I'll have, you know, assistants put me on text chains with them. So I'll essentially be just sending out everyone's thing to gotcha. them. Wow. I heard Theo Scudra. I believe that's how you say his name. He's Drake's yeah. uh, content guy. Yeah. He has a little like mini doc and he talks about how the more people are having fun, the harder you're working as the content person. A hundred percent. How do you navigate those rooms? How do you know when to shoot, when to interact with these people? Um, And how do you, I guess, how do you navigate uh, such a high profile event like a Super Bowl party? Yeah. I mean, it's, I'd say Super Bowl party and like, and white party are probably similar in that sense of like the high profile people and, and. I think that, I mean, that's that's dead on. The, the more fun people are having, the, you know, they're going to want the photos, right? So the, you're, you're getting hit up shortly after or the next yeah. morning by everyone. They'll probably, you know, I'll probably have 200 people asking me for stuff on the party. Um, <laughs> I was it's dealing, tough. Like, I was dealing with two different DJs because it was a duo. Like one's asking me, like yeah. they're both asking me. I'm like, give me a sec. I could only imagine yeah, 200 people well, hitting I you mean, up. It's similar. Luckily, I've, I've kind of, have got used to it a little bit with with working at the Sixers because after a game, you know, if we would win, the players would ask sure. me, but that's still only like maybe let's say eight guys. Yeah. Maybe seven or eight asked me for the pictures, right? This is this is a lot tougher. There's a lot of people. There's friends and family and the celebs and athletes and right, everyone there. So yeah, I mean that that part of it's super tough. I think to answer your question about navigating like the room and and, and shooting it properly. I think that just comes down to just feeling out the situation. You never want to bother anyone. I think that's my biggest challenge with with kind of the stuff I'm shooting now is like 
you have to you have to make sure everyone's comfortable you never want to start off too strong and be like shooting a bunch right away because like you gotta let people get comfortable you gotta let people get comfortable with you like Get so a there's a liquor in their system. Yeah, like, like there's a whole, one drink. Yeah, like, <laughs> one drink, then the camera comes <laughs> yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta wait it out. You can't be. And then also, just like you don't want to. If if you just shot a couple photos of of this person, like move on, give them some some time, and then like maybe you can come back a little bit later. But you don't want to be all up in their face for a while shooting. Like that's gonna bother anyone, right? So you gotta kind of feel it out, uh, and then just know certain people are gonna want photos like certain people want their stuff and they want you shooting and certain people like don't really care that much about it right like like jay-z like he doesn't really care that much about photos like he doesn't like i mean he likes them but he's not like he doesn't really post he doesn't really care so like you know, let him let him be let him, do his let, thing, yeah, let him yeah. do his thing like you don't you don't need to you know if obviously i'd say the toughest part is that you want to get stuff that you think is cool. So obviously shooting Jay is like, that's going to be badass, right? <laughs> so yeah, you want to get, you want to like capture something really cool for yourself and you have to kind of, you have to balance that. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I was going to ask you about this because I went to the Grammys in high school and I went up to Jay-Z and I asked him for a photo and he turned me down. Did he? Yes. <laughs> it makes sense though. You know, now that you're here and I'm, you're at this table, it all makes sense that why he denied him and why he said yes to you. Well, okay, hold on. <laughs> I was also going to ask you about, you know, forming relationships with, with a high profile NBA athletes because, because Braden, you know, is, is struggling to boy up LeBron. And I was wondering if you could give him some pointers. I'll, I'll give you some tips off. <laughs> off Never said that. Never said that. Speaking of LeBron, actually, he was, I, I was telling you guys the story last night about the, the card that we did with yes. him. That was, so that was, I mean, that was an interesting one. That was part of like, that's kind of part of what I'm, what I'm doing at Fanatics now, right? Is like we do we do a ton of different things with athletes and we have a ton of different companies within fanatics right one of which is tops which is the trading card company trading cards which like honestly i didn't i was kind of unfamiliar with that industry before joining it's a massive industry like people love sports collectibles so we just did a card with lebron that was the you know first card that he's done in a while and it was a joint card between him and Bronny. So it was a dual auto is what they call it, uh, you know, Brown and Brownie. And one of the challenges with, with some of the things I shoot now is that that like I would have loved to have done like a shoot, right? Where you like I set up some lights and like had, you know, had Bron for, for 30 minutes or an hour to like hold this card or do some cool things with it, right? I just had to shoot him after the game in L.A. in like a side room, like next to the locker room, probably had him for like two minutes and to get this asset that was valuable it's a value that's a valuable brand asset to get the picture of him with the card right so we need that asset and it needs to look good for this massive release but you have two minutes and you gotta make sure the card looks good bond looks good the lighting's good right a reflective card the card's reflective you're using flash it that that's tough like that's it you got two minutes and you can't really be fucking around. Like you can't be like, oh, uh, hold on, maybe like do this or this. Like you gotta just make sure you get it. And I remember we left there, and we were with um, we were with the guy who runs our collectibles business, Mike Mahan, and we were with Michael Rubin, and we were driving home from the game, and they were like, 
dude, the way that you were like telling Braun like what to do is crazy. And I was like, well, would he rather that and get out of there quickly? Because like he just played a game. He wants to go home. Or does he want me fucking around and, and, and like being like, oh, well, no, that, well, that one doesn't look good. Maybe do this now. Like, no, we got to just, I'll tell him what to do, get the right picture. And then, and then he's no, out. We're done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think he's going to appreciate that more than like, if I'm messing around, it's taking a while. Or if you don't get the shot. <laughs> right. Or I, so I had to be, I was telling him like, I mean, it was crazy. I, had to tell, I was telling him like, no, move it down. Like, cause if he's holding the card out, you don't want to block his face. So I'm like, no, like, okay, move your hand down two inches. Okay, good. Now like you got to tilt, tilt the card down a little bit cause the card's reflective. So if the flash is hitting it wrong. So it was like telling him to tweak his, like his hand, like in the smallest ways was just kind of crazy. So are you funny. shooting yeah. at, you know, are you shooting wide open two eight or are you, are you shooting at like five, six, seven, so one, that one? So that, because it's like the card is a I little did, bit in I front. did both. Okay. I did both. So damn in two minutes, you're yeah, like 25 I, seconds yeah, for yeah. Roll yeah. the thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I, so I did both because you want to get, you know, if he's holding the card out and you yeah. want, you want the crisp shot of, of the card, then yeah, you want, you want the two eight, whatever. Right. But then, yeah, if you want the shot that has the card in focus and his face, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I did both. It's also a, a, a matter of like, you can have him hold it out and then kind of hold it closer to, to his sure. face, right? So, damn, yeah. Dude, but yeah, it, that's the, those are the different challenges between like, okay, you do a shoot for a brand and you have an hour or two hours and you're setting up lights and all that stuff versus like the 60 second or, or, or two minute, like it's also for a brand and it's a massive release, but you have... <laughs> no time to do it like, that's tough that's crazy yeah. you also went to you went to paris this last mm -hmm. year with for with victor for his his release of his trading card yeah how, how was that and also did you shoot from the third level of the arena with a 7200 so he would be in in the frame or yeah, how did you bring that <laughs> yeah. shy again yeah what did that look like victor's amazing first of all he's an amazing kid like he is he is like for what, what's he, 18 19 mm-hmm just super smart super level-headed like he's he's a, a he's gonna have a really really good career but i mean that was a cool trip we we did the same a similar thing that was his first trading card so we kind of it was a similar thing with him where he signed it and we, we did some content around that but um i mean we went to his game i think it was one of his last games with metro um and then that night was the draft lottery so there was a big party. Obviously, he was going number one. So like draft lottery was essentially him finding out what team he's going to, right? Like, that, yes, I, I remember this video with all his family yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Uh -huh. So so there was that party that night. Um, I mean that was that was dope. Like Mbappe was there. Like some of the you know yeah yeah sick. in Paris. Like that was that was sick. But yeah, I mean that's that's just some of the stuff that that I'm doing now is is you know traveling around capturing some of this stuff for our brand. It's not. Um, it's not long, you know, creative shoots, but it's super important to the brand. And it's almost, it's almost more difficult because you don't have time and you have to make sure you're getting the getting everything, yeah. phone, video, yeah. photo. Yeah, it seems like a very common theme in the sports world. From me talking to Braden, talking to you, talking to other sports creatives, it's like you're limited with the amount of time that you have with certain athletes. Speed, yeah. dude. They're yeah. important. It's they all, got yeah. shit to do. They got stuff to do. And yeah, they got long days. And they, you know, if, if they just played a game and then they, you know, that the night before and then they were at practice, like they want to go home. I can only imagine tired, how tired like, they are. With yeah. just, just this road trip that we were on. There's 12 days. They, I was, when we'd wake up. That's and a lot. They, how many games was it? Six? Six. When we'd wake <laughs> up in those cities, I'm like, oh shit i'm so exhausted can you imagine how they no, feel the, their bodies are sore right holy shit right, so I they also, got no time like they don't want to yeah don't be 
doing. They want to go home with their families yeah. and relax. Right. And so it's back. understandable. So it's totally. just, it makes everything we do that much more difficult. Yeah, it's yeah, all totally. about speed. I can't imagine someone like Victor Wembanyama who goes from being a normal kid, then you start getting a little bit of hype around yourself. And then all of a sudden, like you're everything anyone is talking about. And so going from really no media coverage to like it starts ramping up and then all of a sudden you're number one pick. spotlight yeah it's so crazy. much media coverage yeah. it's crazy yeah wild dude i don't know how they do it i i would think i would have trouble with it <laughs> yeah but god bless them man they're, yeah they're, that's why they're pros they can True. handle it mm-hmm. yeah comes with that comes, comes with, with that job it, but, but that's you know the the best guys like the, yeah. they're, they're professionals mm-hmm. and that's why like there's probably a lot of people who are super talented that haven't made it and aren't in the nba because they can't handle all that yeah, right so they're, totally they're a professional for a reason now at fanatics what does it look like for people that you want to work with what do you think are some of the key characteristics that you know when you look for someone that's either photo video design besides being good at the job what else do you feel like people need to kind of bring to the table to what to, to join the team just, or, like to, or just just in general of what you would look for in in people that yeah not not even necessarily with you know joining the team but right, just in but general what, we're like hiring them for something yeah like yeah any anybody that out there I might mean, be a creative person wants to maybe work at a company like that yeah. one day i think that obviously the work is important right totally but i think that the honestly i think the most important thing is relationships and being able to to create relationships, maintain relationships, be comfortable, make people feel comfortable. Like that to me is the most important thing. Like we, we kind of talked about it earlier, right? With like, there might be someone that's more talented, but if they're not able to, to create the, uh, a relationship or, um, work well with athletes or with other people, then, then that's not as good as the person who's a killer person and, and, and amazing, but it might be slightly less talented or skilled at the time. Right. Like to me, I think relationships are everything in relationship building. I totally agree. Yeah. It's the most important thing. And it's yeah. how you are as a person yeah. rather than the, how crazy your work is. Right. Totally. Right. Wow. Is there something you've been able to take away from being around Michael Rubin, someone who's at the top of his game, ultra successful yeah you've spent a good amount of time around him is there something that either he's told you personally or you've just taken away from being able to see how he moves yeah i mean the 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 main thing is like dude if you want to be successful you gotta fucking work hard like 24 7 all the time work he seems Like, like a killer like yes so i think that it's you never you never fully see it or or understand it until you're like around it and you see but i mean you understand why someone's that successful when you kind of are around it and see how hard they work like it is i mean it doesn't just happen right like everything happens because you put all the work in for a year or two years or right like i think that's that's just like and it sounds simple it's super simple like oh yeah you just gotta fucking work hard like of course but all like I'm telling you, like I've never, I've obviously I've never seen anyone work harder. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I can I can only imagine. I feel like you might think you're working hard, or you think you might know somebody that works hard, and then you get around someone who's at a different level. You're like, oh, there's actually levels to this. Yes, like 
I, yeah, it's insane. Like sometimes I'm like, dude, we could like, we could like chill for a little bit. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But no, honestly, I I love it though. It's it's like it's I think it's it's given me more of a drive and 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 like taught me like I'm I'm not doing enough. I gotta do more. Mm-hmm. Like you're never doing enough. Yeah, totally. Never doing enough. You yeah. can always do more. What has been your biggest maybe pinch me moment since you've been at this new job with Fanatics? Yeah, here's a funny one. Okay. So we do a lot of stuff with Tom Brady. Um, he's a big Fanatics athlete. He helps us with a, with a lot of stuff. And um, so I've been around him a decent amount now where we've kind of created a relationship. And when I was down in Miami in December shooting, um, this was this was a side job. So I was doing a, 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 a shoot for Malbon, the golf company, with Jason Day. And I'm shooting Jason Day. It's like the the star of the shoot. We're we're um we're on like the the practice green. Um and like he's kind of he starts like looking behind me a little bit, like kind of laughing, and like some of the other like, you know, the clients there on on set, like so they're they're kinda, you know, they're there's just like some 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 mummers that are happening. I'm like, well, what the fuck's going on? Like and like I'm like, I'm gonna keep shooting. Like I I'm not gonna, you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna stop. Like I got I'm locked in. And like they keep kind of like it just keeps going on, and like Jason's kind of looking behind me, I'm like what the fuck? And I turn around, and Tom Brady's standing right behind me, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, Alex, like what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, like no way, like why are you here? Like, I, but it was just, it was so like, damn, like that's I'm like doing a shoot with Jason Day, who's like a top golfer, mm-hmm. and then like Tom Brady walks up and is like why are you here like why aren't you in new york like whatever like, so funny yeah because we were I and mean, we were i guess that's the course that that tom you know is a member at or whatever oh, but like okay. but you know so i mean it was a, it was a quick interaction but it was just so funny and like so tom walks away and jason day is looking at me like what just happened like how, like, how, <laughs> how do, do you know him? how do you know tom brady why did he just come up to us and i was like I, we do a lot of work with them. I don't, uh, know, I don't know what to say, but that's funny. that was one of those moments that was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, that's <laughs> Tom, too, that's Tom super right crazy. Yeah, like, Gosh, yeah. dude. How was the interaction with Tom Brady and Travis Scott? Because I saw those photos and I was like, man, two people you would not expect to like be together. It's, that's actually probably the coolest thing. That's that's probably one of the other like super cool things that, that I get to experience now, I think, is is like, you know fanatics i think like with even like with the party this weekend at super bowl like we, we bring together so many different yeah. so many different people from different industries right so whether it's athletes or, or musicians or business people like it's all of the people at the top of their game coming together and like it might seem like maybe they don't have much to talk about or they don't have similarities but at the end of the day like these are all people at the top of their industries the best at what they do like there's a lot of similarities. There's a lot of stuff they can talk about. There's a lot of ideas that are shared. So there, I mean, that's definitely one of like the coolest things we, we did. I don't know if you saw, but it was a, a lunch that um, Michael did at the house with the top, um, I think like four quarterbacks uh, in the draft. So it was like CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. And so it was the quarterbacks and it was Tom, Travis and Michael. And, and they just like sat there and, and just, talked and like I, I shot the lunch and it was just like I mean that was fascinating to just hear Travis and Tom just give these kids advice like on their you know what they're, what they're about to embark on for their career but like 
I remember a lot of people commented like, "Why is Travis there talking to like these athletes?" But like, dude, it, it, he's the top. He's the top of his game. Yeah. So it, it's all stuff that is that relates to them, right? It might not be like on the field shit, but like business shit or keeping Life your head stuff, straight, yeah. lifestyle, like or the media, right? Like you, yeah, right. Everything so like, earlier. yeah. So that's that's some of like the really cool stuff yeah. that. Yeah, you get to be a fly on the wall yeah. in these like wild conversations, yeah. these yeah. cool rooms. Are you eating before or after that lunch? Because I know you're not eating during. No, after. <laughs> after I'll try and I'll try and scrap on whatever's yeah. left. Whatever. Yeah. Does chef make anything extra? What's going on? That's so, a plate for me in the yeah, back. What's going on back there? You guys got extra? Nah, That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. When you first started on on the whole journey, it was originally for skateboarding, right? That's where I started, dude. I, 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 you know, it was when I was like 12, 13 years old and we were like filming, just filming videos in the street, skating in, in our driveway and in the street in the neighborhood or whatever. And, and um, you know, it's funny, like I, I wish I almost really fully dove into it back then. Like, I think that's one of like my biggest regrets. Like you asked me like, what, what was, uh, like, what would you tell yourself? Like yourself 10 years ago, whatever it was, right? Like, yeah. I think it was it, it, like, I just wish I fully dove in earlier because I've been doing it for a long time, but I don't think I, I didn't really fully dive in and like, okay, this is what I'm going to do until after college. Right. Like even so like, Oh, so you can't, you came into it after school. That's crazy. Pretty much. I I'd say college was, was the transition, right. Where I was like doing, I was like taking skateboarding photos and, and, and doing that and, um, and video and stuff. So I was always like into, to, creating stuff but didn't like take it seriously and then when i was in college my mom would always get on me and be like you need to do stuff other than go to class like you have to like join whatever like join some clubs or do some some extra shit so i was like all right i guess i'll like i always like sports so i was like i guess i'll like work for the school newspaper so i started shooting the school basketball team i was doing like all the sports but i was doing um by like senior year i was kind of like working directly for the school basketball team um shooting photos for them and then that's when like i moved back to philly and i was like well this is like fun i want to keep doing this so at night i worked at a production company like my first job out of, out of school i was like a just like a production assistant and that was more of like a nine to five kind of thing and i would i wanted to keep shooting so i would go and do like saint joe's and temple basketball games in philly i would just do it for free i'll go after work but I knew that like, okay, if I did that, I would make more connections in Philly. I'll meet people who probably know people at the Sixers. Maybe I'll be able to get in. And then it kind of, it worked. Built like, the portfolio. Built the portfolio up, met people in Philly. The Sixers, I mean, it, I always say like, dude, the timing was kind of just lucky. Like the Sixers were the worst team in the league. There was like when we were- You're you know, rebuilding. The, 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 the process, process. Yeah, yeah. the process here. So like <laughs> no one wanted to be at the games anyway. So they were like, yeah, sure. You can like, here's a credential come shoot the games right like so, rare nowadays I, I don't think it happens nowadays it doesn't because yeah. and that's the other thing like look dude at that time this was what like eight years ago like that's it doesn't seem like that long ago eight years right like seven eight years ago but social media mm -hmm. what we're doing now team or teams are doing like it was not like how it is now like eight, just seven eight years ago wasn't a thing we probably maybe had Maybe there was one or two people internally. If that. If that. Social wasn't like they were posting sponsored posts. No. Like you didn't have to shoot, you didn't have to shoot walk-ins every game. That wasn't even like a thing, like, cause they weren't sponsored. There wasn't like, maybe there was a score graphic that went out like when the game ended. But other than that. Five hours later. Right, like, <laughs> yeah. like it was, it just like wasn't a thing. Like obviously like 
social media has taken off, like Instagram has taken off. So when I started, it wasn't as big of a thing, but now teams have full content departments, like everything's sponsored, you have to capture everything. It wasn't like that seven, eight years ago. Dude, it's just crazy. It's crazy to see where it's gone. Right. It's ridiculous. Right. I, I've told this story before, but I mean, my little group at Oregon, we posted the first Instagram story ever on the account. Our little team. Really? There's like cool. three, three of us. It's just ridiculous to think like, and I, I feel like I'm young, you know, and you think about like that. That was the first ever IG story to the account, to the team account. And it's just wild to think about. And like, even when I got the Lakers job, our company was like, it was just tiny, much smaller team than it is right now. Right. You know, it's just interesting to see how far it's gone and like where the platforms have gone. And now you have TikTok and like, yeah. I don't know. It's just crazy. It's crazy to think about what five years or maybe even 10 years from now right. will, will look like at the teams right. or at companies right. as far as social but that's goes. Why, and I think that's why I say like, I wish I dove in earlier because I, I mean, I didn't know because at the time it wasn't, it wasn't a thing. You didn't really know that there was going to be this like whole industry created for creatives because at the time there wasn't the, what jobs were like there for a photographer like okay maybe you would yeah weddings and right shit, or, yeah, like, or if you you would be freelance and like yeah maybe you would get a super cool gig doing a, a sports illustrated yeah. cover or, or, something or newspapers like, or, a lot right, of or newspaper, newspaper right. jobs so like there just wasn't much there and and so obviously now there's a whole industry that's been created because of social media I also feel like it wasn't as cool like it wasn't eight ten years ago it's funny you said i wish i got into it earlier i thought you were talking about skating and oh, i was no. like that's so <laughs> funny it's like the it's like the 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 kid who you see that you like played high school sports with like after you graduate and you're like dude man like if I didn't get injured or like <laughs> fucking this coach, man, I would be in the league right now. I'd be, like, I'd be pro. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's where you're going. Like, nah, nah, man, nah. if I started skating a little bit earlier, man, I'd be the one, the athlete getting pictures <laughs> taken of me. No, I, I, I wish I would. Yeah, I think I just wish I would have had the maybe the foresight to like realize like that's where this is where it's that's all where going. things. Which I think like I had a little bit of, sure. but but yeah it, but, but you're right like it wasn't like it's cool now right like yeah. people want to do it because it's cool because of mm -hmm. social media because you can post yeah cool shit and it gives you cool access like this this shit wasn't cool like eight nine ten and years ago hindsight's always 2020 right. you know you can only connect the dots looking back right yeah do you have desire to shoot like x games or street league or anything like that or not really i actually really want to go to street league i haven't been yet i need to i need to make it to one of them but no nah, i mean I still get out occasionally and I'll shoot some stuff with like some of my friends skating, but not, I mean, not, not much. It's, I'm, I'm more so interested just, in sports. And just for and, fun. You yeah, skate for yeah. fun. So th this is a series called Stock and Talk where we go and find a, a photo God. from the archives. I'm nervous about this. And this one particular, I have two, I actually have two. So this one, were you shooting Kendrick? Who is this? Who's Kendrick? Yes, Kendrick that was Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. He, Kendrick came, Lamar. he was doing a concert at URI. So I went to Rhode Island, University of Rhode Island and he was, uh, yeah, I was shooting it for the school newspaper. And uh, I just remember I was like super stoked because that was like the first time I was going to shoot like a big time artist or, or whatever. Like You had a lot of glass, dude. You were, I know. You I don't know what, yeah, <laughs> let me see that one. <laughs> That's in 2013. He's like, I still got the same setup today. 10 years, 11 years later. It's like one of his first photos on the gram. I think that was like your second there's or third a, yeah, one. There's, a, there's the classic 50 1.4. Uh -huh. there's, there's the fisheye, the roking on fisheye. Always had a fisheye in the back. Yeah. I mean, skating, dude. Had uh -huh. to have it. Yeah, that foresight. Yeah. yeah. This, oh my God. That I'm going to need that for the slam I had cover. That, like, I had that like Tamron, like it was like a, 
it was like a mega zoom. It was like 18 to 300, like <laughs> variable aperture. 2.8 like, to it, F7. Yeah, yeah, like, like, dude, you can't even like yeah, shoot yeah. on that. I don't know. Oh, yeah. oh my so God, funny. dude. What a time. I thought dude. that was like the fucking sickest the thing. Mecca like, look at all, like, look at that, dude. That backpack's full of shit. That's dope. Like, I thought that was so sick. I have <laughs> enough gear to fill up a yeah, whole bag. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three, three years later, you took a photo, this photo yeah. of AI. Were yeah, you working that was, for the team then? That was freelance. Oh, that was, was like freelance. one of my first. That was one of my first freelance things that I did for wow. the team. Yeah. yeah, but I remember that. Yeah, that was that was oh, his wow. retirement night. Like, and you got the photo of him with his with his jersey, right? With the banner. With the banner. Yeah. With the banner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where yeah. you stand there, the yeah. quiet moment before it started. Yeah. yeah. So that was like, yeah, that was. I mean, shit. That was. That was like a surreal moment because I was like, damn, like this is like you're I said, for like this, this, yeah, yeah, for this moment with AI. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So crazy. Is there a photo you're most proud of? Or a piece of work i know that's hard that's really hard i mean we talked about you know like the imposter syndrome you don't always know if your stuff's great or feel as if right. it is the most like this isn't the one i'm like most proud of but i'd say the most like memorable photo is the joel mb tj mcconnell picture that think, like yes yeah, so he's like, like he almost like looks like he's like choking yeah. like tj hit a buzzer beater and like i mean that's the most like classic so far but i don't know dude i don't know about like favorite or or or, or best I, like hard to quantify it huh? yeah like they're all kind of i think like i i think i the slam covers are are some of my favorite things just because of what slam is and and the the classicness of it i've always enjoyed the city edition shoots i always think those are kind of fun and and um yeah, you, know, you get to do something really cool that that will stand the test of time uh, as far as like something for Philly. I don't get super stoked on like I mean, I love doing ad jobs like for for brands and everything, but you're not creating you're not creating like a, a like a memorable or like legendary image, right? Like it's a it's a brand shoot. I love doing that stuff. That's actually probably some of my favorite stuff to do, but image-wise you're not like creating anything classic. Right, like you're not shooting like some classic ad that's like gonna, you know, stand the test of time. Like it's gonna do whatever on social or if they're if it goes to print and whatever and like that and that's that, right? So I think I don't know. I guess it would be some some of like the Sixers stuff, but I, I don't know if there's like a, a an exact favorite. Yeah, yeah I feel you. Tough. One one specific image, it's tough. That's tough. Like, do you feel like you have something no. that's like your favorite thing you ever shot? No, not at all. Oh, one thing. I, I don't know if it's my favorite thing. I uh, no. Okay, I take it back. It's not my favorite thing I ever shot. It's just a cool moment. It was the record night. Like, this is cool to have, but I don't like sure. the shot necessarily. Right. But I don't really love. I like look yeah. back at it. I'm like, yeah, I could have changed this. I could have shot it a different length. Everyone fucking stood up right when it was happening. It was great timing. I don't know. You know, it's like you have those really cool moments that you get um, frozen, but it ne doesn't necessarily. I don't look back and say like that was my favorite video I ever took. Yeah. Or my favorite video I ever made. Yeah. I okay. Like I have a perspective on it. I feel like I haven't even made one that I, that it's like my favorite one yet. Yeah. I feel like and, still, I, and I almost don't. I wonder if that's just like the chase of like continuing to play the game of trying to find one of my favorite pieces of videos or photo or whatever it's like it's like part of me playing the game is, is, yeah. is trying to like chase this image that is almost non-creatable it's kind of weird it's, it's like a that weird, makes sense you know that makes so you're, sense you're just like chasing this game of like trying to make it in per or perfect and it's not possible to make it fucking perfect because there's yeah. always going to be something that i could like want to poke at or you're going to do it and you're going to create it and totally it's like, and that's like 
and then, right, it, then the game the, yeah then the, the next then the one it's never, yeah it's never really gonna end like, yeah, that's, the, the, that's the drive yeah it's fun yeah it, it's a fun uh it's a fun job and career to be in it yeah it is kind of it's crazy you're right though it's you, you never like if someone if someone asked you to put together like 10 like you're you gotta do a, a post of your 10 best clips it'd be nearly impossible i don't know yeah i don't know where i would even start yeah i don't know it's it's such a it's so interesting it's a it's a wild job that you know just trying to keep and i feel like the progression now when you've done it like you have and like i have like you have for so long you don't get good in big jumps anymore like when you were starting the first year you're drastically better than when you first when the first year you picked up and now you've done 10 plus it's like I got 0.005%. Like, seriously, yeah. it's like, yeah. it's hard to quantify yeah. you getting better or looking at your images and be like, oh, I'm seeing it differently now. Yeah. You know, but you can look back 10 years and you're like, oh, I'm totally seeing the frame different now. Yeah. The frame is completely different than 10 years ago. But now it's like, and I don't even know what I'm fucking chasing. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It, but, you know, I even look back at four years ago at the first Laker stuff that I thought was so tough and it's so trash. It's terrible. It's awful. It's all overexposed and shit. The frames all messed up. And I thought that stuff was so tough. And I feel like even last year's stuff, when I was doing just pieces for this year, I'm like, God, you sucked. But then at the time I thought it was like kind of (laughs) tough. It's like, but that's like, I think that that, that also just goes with, with what's trendy at the time. Because at the time it probably was tough. Yeah. Right. It's just, there's, there's, everything changes mm-hmm. like what's cool changes styles change right like yeah at the time it probably was cool yeah it's, it's, so it's, it's just like looking back like, it's the same thing with like style like totally, if you go no, if you yeah. look at like damn what was it's i a, like that outfit is terrible like, what, yeah like what was i doing but and then we'll look back 10 years from now and be like what were we doing god that's terrible <laughs> like, what, that, like really like like those shoes like those were cool why like it's so funny yeah what um okay i got i got one more for you what do you feel like is some of the best advice that you've ever received? Could be from anybody or something that you want to share with the listeners. Um, that's that's so hard. It's like I, I don't want to like sound cheesy because sound it's cheesy, like this, dude. It's like I think I think one, you have to just be true to yourself, right? Like if you you're not gonna be you're not going to be successful and you're not going to to go far in something if you don't love it, right? So you have to like, you have to be true to yourself. You have to really, really fuck with your doing, like with what you're doing. Like, you have to love it. I agree completely. If you don't and you're doing it for the wrong reasons or you're or, like, you're not going to work that hard at it. You're not going to have the passion behind it. It's just, it's, you're not going to, and you're not, you're not going to have fun. So like you have to love what you're doing. And two, like I, I kind of just said earlier, is like, I think trust yourself and, and like really just like, just fucking go for it because I wish I would have started my photography stuff earlier instead of like, well, like we'll kind of see how this goes. And then like it eventually led to, but like I would be, I feel like I would be a lot, who knows where I'd be if I like eight years ago was like, I'm fully diving into this. I'm going to start my own production company, whatever it is, right? Like just fucking go for it don't like i i feel like i didn't fully dive in and like fully i wish i would have at the time like when you're young dude like i know you're a sponge too and you're so much like who cares if all the time in the world and like whatever like you can fuck around for a year or two and if it doesn't work then like go get a normal job but like but i feel like when i was 22 or 23 i'd be like i need to 
I'm getting old. I need to like have yeah. a job. It's like, no, fuck, dude. Like, you have so much time. Like, fuck around until you're 26, 27, 28. Like, even then, you're still young. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. But, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. you coming on. Dude. Oh, yeah. yeah dude, Finally. Thank you. Yeah, seriously. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 97 of the 505 podcast. We're going to link uh, Alex's Instagram and all that other good stuff below, and we'll see you guys all next week. Peace. Later.